Hey guys, and welcome to Channel 16. First off, we had a week off. I had work was crazy. We also had a wedding to attend to, which me and Kuya here were a part of. But aside from that, we are back with our regularly scheduled episodes weekly and whatnot. Um, today, though, is an NBA pod. And with me, I have a familiar face, I would say. Uh, he kind of, um, I would say, introduced me to podcasting in a sense. Uh, he brought me on to his show. I did, had a lot of fun doing it. And now I'm doing my own show. And he kind of, you know, kind of uh, was like the uh, the bowling uh, alley. Uh, what's it called? Those uh, barriers, I would say. Yeah, he was just guiding me, you know, just guiding me through the, uh, the bumpers. There you go. Yeah, the bumpers. <laughs> Why did I say lean? Anyways, without further ado, here is my Kuya PJ. Kuya, I know that uh, you've been wanting to come on to the show for a very long time. Now I finally have you. Um, what is your first thoughts? What like what do you have planned for me today to go over? Like, what is your feeling now that you're on, you know, essentially my show this time? Well, firstly, let me just start off by saying uh, I'm a little I'm flattered. I'm not gonna lie, a little bit flattered. <laughs> but the truth is, right? Like, even though it was my podcast, you and I kind of did it together. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely could not have done that without you. So, thank you, thank no, you for all, of all, course. Your all the times. Um, I'm I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped to be on this show. I thought you, you know, I've seen a couple clips here and there. I feel like, yeah, uh, some of the guests that you've had on a class list, you know, a, a oh. class. I mean, you know, a list, oh, yeah. if you will. Uh, so course, I'm, yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm ready to talk basketball with you because I feel like it has been months. It has. Since you and I have been on a platform like this to talk <laughs> basketball, but I'm ready to do it, man. I'm, I'm uh-huh. ready to bring the heat. Couple of a uh, couple of housekeeping things. Uh, number one, you've changed your background. I see that you don't have the uh, D Wade uh, horizontal poster anymore. Did you? Uh, did, did you like? You know, take care of it, or is it like somewhere else now? Or what's up? I, I mean, I still have it. Um, I felt like I should classy it up a little bit uh also because like i'm on another uh platform you know podcast if you will where this guy's everywhere i guess it, it didn't it didn't look professional you know and then also <laughs> on top of that people were getting mixed up they're like oh i like your lebron poster i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. the go poster yeah, Ooh, yeah that's like, that that's is good. not lebron james <laughs> that is d wade um so i figured you know i kind of mm-hmm. put some Floating shelves, a couple books up there. Yeah, it's seamless. It's, yeah. Like, it's not even there. Yeah. Um, you know, and it. and also to to mention your your wardrobe, it's clearly elevated to a point where it's not really the same level as mine. You got the nice little two tone, <laughs> d- different color collar shirt on, and it's buttoned all the way up. Not even have, not even casual with the one button only. All I right. mean, you know, you got a a Banana Republic. I'm looking <laughs> for <a> sponsor. <laughs> Dang, already seizing the opportunity here. Okay. Now, as we have talked online, I mean, offline rather, the fourth order of business is LeBron and the Lakers. Now, since you are our guest, I want you to go first. I mean, where do we even start? I guess yesterday's game, would you say, or you want to go a little before no, that? We, like, what's, we, can what's, start, we can start with yesterday's game. I mean, and then like, okay. I would just like to talk about the, the Lakers as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, first off, uh, what's yesterday reminded you of the goat's behavior in terms of just that amazing dunk in terms of the, the win in Cleveland, you know, where he, where he is from 
just overall, just last night only, like only last night, what were your thoughts of the Lakers and how they looked last night? Again, it was not on national TV, so I, I didn't see the game. But from highlights, from media buzz, like what were your thoughts about the Lakers last night? So I felt like the, the Lakers were, I don't know how to word it exactly, but be careful here. They kind of followed their trend of beating up on oh my bad to mediocre teams. Obviously, the the Cavs have fallen off over the last few weeks. They weren't. Uh, they're not. I mean, they they're top six in the East. They're top six. Yes, but at one point in time, they were top three. Oh my gosh, they were top three. And if you compare their record to a Western Conference team, it's like I think lower than six. That's the entire Eastern Conference. It's all just a huge, like, just difference in the in the stand. In oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, with that said, first of all, let me just start by saying, how old is LeBron? 37? 37. 37, Yep. My goodness, <laughs> that dunk on Kevin Love. Let's just get that out of the way now, because I know it's been all over social media. No and behavior. That. Yep. That was one of the most beautiful posters I've seen this season. Okay. Just his elevation, the, the Statue of Liberty, you know, above the rim. His knee was in Kevin Love's chest. Like, it was picture perfect. Like, any picture mm-hmm. of that dunk is going to be, like, an amazing poster someday. Um, I love the after shot of it where <laughs> Kevin Love just accepted it. It was just, like, on his back. Like, <laughs> arms sprawled out. He's like, take I will, me, Lord, I will add that I think LeBron sort of got, a, like, a, a boost from from having his knee on Kevin Love, I swear, like when I first saw the video, he like kind of had like a little like boost up after he made contact with Kevin Love. It was crazy. It's kind of like, uh, oh, I can't remember who it was. I do remember it was a white guy that dunked on Mark Jackson when Mark Jackson played for the uh, the Pacers. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Pacers. But anyway, that that getting a knee into the chest and then you're kind of pushing off again. Right. I mean, regardless, it's still, you can't, the fact that he got his knee into Kevin Love's chest, like that's mm-hmm. that's a feat in itself. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but there's one thing about that that bothered me. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> and it go was ahead. nothing that LeBron did. It is what you said in your story. <laughs> Can you quote the uh, the uh, caption that you had for that IG story? I said in all caps, "Goat behavior." Goat behavior. That's right. If you said something like goat tings, like, hey, you know, that's fine with me. <laughs> but to say goat behavior, I immediately, immediately had flashbacks. You replied to my story. I remember that. Uh, oh, to what, a week ago where LeBron against the Houston Rockets is Again. literally pounding the ball onto the court, yelling at his team to grab the rebound. There was help coming. Giving up on plays, like disappearing for a whole like defensive sequence because Russell Westbrook smoked a layup and LeBron (laughs) is just like, oh, and he walks over to the bench and then, you know, he's not there for the defensive, you know, possession. And Mm. then he calls for himself to be taken out of the game because he's just fed up with he's tired, man. He's tired. So to say like go behavior like that's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not goat behavior to me. I will tell you what goat behavior is. It's getting 38, 11, and 12 on no three-pointers attempted. Or, sorry, made, rather. And doing it as the first, well, the only player at 37 years old to to get a 30-point triple-double. So, again, 
you know, records being broken again, another record. Goat stats, I can see, but goat <laughs> behavior by no means. Like he's, I'm sorry. Look, look at Kobe. Look at MJ. Look at Bill Russell. Any of those guys. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird. You don't see them act that way on the court. If they're gonna lash out at teammates, it's behind closed doors. It's in the locker mm-hmm. room. Get in their face. Then, yeah, you know, um, the, the the first thought that comes to my mind is when I can't remember if it was Tony Kukoc or if it was Luke Longley, but in a game at halftime, he had like twelve points, seven rebounds, four blocks, and Michael Jordan complimented him and said, "Hey, you know, keep that. it up. You know, you're doing good." And then whoever that player was didn't. The stats did not change the rest of the game. It might have been Longley, actually. Might have been Longley, I think. Yes. And what did Mike (laughs) say about Luke Longley? He's like, I never complimented him in the middle of a game ever again. (laughs) You know, that's the that's to me, that's go behavior. Like if you're gonna talk to your teammates, if you're gonna act out a certain way, Mm. you do it behind closed doors. How many times did Michael Jordan have his heart broken by the Detroit Pistons or the Boston Celtics? And Mm. he stayed on the court. Never left a game early, never left in frustration. He sat there and he took the L. LeBron is, ah, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. That's just not go behavior to me. That's probably the one thing that I will like gripe LeBron about is his like body language when he's on the yes. court. There are yeah. times where, you know, like you said, like he's like, he's like just not getting back on defense. He's just standing there like all upset and like drops his shoulders and all, and all that. So, yes, that's the one thing that I would actually agree with you on about LeBron. But in terms of the Lakers in general and their whole season up to this point, what are your just quick, you know, like takeaways, you know, after, I mean, post all-star break, what are your quick takeaways about the Lakers so far? I mean, even pre all-star break, it's, it's tragic. The season has been tragic. Mm-hmm. Obviously Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. We kind of knew this going in. I have a question about Anthony Davis for you after this. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, it's just sad that the, Westbrook piece of it hasn't panned out the way that it was expected to. Um, I think you and I can both agree, you know, the appreciation that we have for Russell Westbrook, it's got to be tough. You know, I've said this on, on other podcasts where it's got to be tough. He's playing in his hometown. There's a lot of pressure. You're playing alongside arguably one of the greatest players ever to do it. The goat. Yes, and <laughs> and <laughs> there's a lot of expectations on you. Yep. And he has this mindset where he has to play a certain way, but it doesn't work that way. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I think this kind of hurts LeBron's GOAT case only hmm. because of the fact that people who play alongside LeBron have to change their playing style. And we're seeing that now with Westbrook where it's clashing because yeah. Westbrook clearly does not want to change. He is who he is. Mm-hmm. Mello, you know, he's kind of taking a backseat. We talk about the Miami days. Chris Bosh, you know, when he was in Toronto, was, what, top five player in the league at the time? Yeah. And then to come to Miami to now be the third option. Uh, same thing with D-Wade. D-Wade knew that he had to take a step back to let LeBron do his thing. We saw that in the championship, the 2020 championship with LeBron. You know, you see, although they won, look what happened with Caruso once he left. Yeah. You know, he's a star in his own right in Chicago. Um, of course, up until as of, you know, the last few months, you see KCP and Kyle Kuzma doing their thing out in Washington, you know, in D.C. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain aspect of LeBron's game. I mean, look at Kyrie, you know, Kyrie, 
one of the shiftiest point guards. I mean, he's always had that shiftiness, but now out of LeBron's, you know, shadow, if you will, he's starting to be his, his, a player in his own right. And I feel that's kind of what's been hindering Russell Westbrook and the rest of this team. Um, The only player I could say kind of goes against the grain would be Austin Reeves. And I told you before the season to watch out for (laughs) you did, you know, Austin Reeves, because (laughs) when you look at it, this is the other thing about like go behavior, at least with like Kobe and MJ, they're going to give you hundred percent on both ends offensively and defensively. There's times where LeBron, and I understand it, you know, he's going to take defensive plays off only Mm -hmm. because they need his offense. So I understand that, you know, there's nothing against LeBron there. Good. But when, when Austin Reeves is your feistiest defender, that's when you know that your team is in trouble. (laughs) And here's my point. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. ahead, Yeah. We always talk about this. Every time that we've talked about basketball, defense wins championships, right? When the Lakers won in 2020, their defense was stellar. Mm-hmm. Miami made it to the finals because of their defense. This season, Lakers aren't doing so well defensively. Look at where they're at. Where they're at. The Boston Celtics, who yep. I owe an apology to because at the beginning of the season, I said they were going to be in like the ninth or eighth spot, who <laughs> can very that. well make it to the second or third spot here in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Ever since the trade, their defense is just, you can't, they're, they're, their defense has to be it's number elite. one. It's elite, for sure. Yeah. Okay. To kind of like give my rebuttal to all that you just said, you are correct in a sense that, you know, it's defense is the core or is the, the key to winning in this league. And the Lakers have not shown it. They have, I mean, they are severely undermanned. They have no AD, no Kendrick Nunn. You're right. Reeves is like kind of like the, I won't say second, but like one of the top guys that they're relying on throughout this whole stretch. And then Russ has been a problem all season up, up until now, the past three games, he's been playing really good. He's been, you know, less turnovers and all that stuff. But I think right now, LeBron's main thing is just scoring. We can, we can see it. We can tell 38 points, 40, 56, 50, all that stuff. Because now that he's kind of chasing that title of all time scoring, Russ can now play, make, facilitate and kind of do what he always has been doing while LeBron can just score, 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 which is probably going to be a good recipe going forward. With that being said, I do... Also, wait, um, real quick, what was your AD question to, uh, for, for me for, uh, earlier? I want to ask that first. I find this question to be really interesting, but being a Lakers fan, that trade for Anthony Davis, <laughs> granted you got a championship out of it, mm-hmm. was that trade worth it? Yes. Because I'm not sure if those players would flourish under LeBron's, you know, under his wing, I would say. Well, like Ingram, Lonzo, Josh Hart, look at them. They're all studs in Portland and New Orleans and Chicago even. I think it'd be, yeah. I mean, that's why, that's the only reason why I bring that question up (laughs) is just because seeing how well they're doing, you know, maybe if they had that. I mean, I know they were a little bit starstruck playing alongside LeBron, you know, when, yeah. when LeBron first got there. It's a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> again, it goes back to pressure, talking about, you know, Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, he, he's doing a little bit better, but, uh, you know, just, just a little tidbit of information. I was talking to our, our good friend, AJ. Uh, mm-hmm. It was his birthday recently. He <laughs> They took him out to uh, a Wizards-Lakers game. That's right. He was there for that, yep. 
And he told me that even during warmups, Westbrook was breaking off the top of the backboard. <laughs> I think he he does that corner three, trying to go yeah. over the backboard and into, into a swish. Right. That's just it's gonna call for a break anytime soon. So you're right. You're right. But given everything, um, you know me, I still have hope in the Lakers. I'm not saying championship. That's kind of out of reach at this point without with how they're doing. The ceiling now is just playoffs. All right, let's get to the playoffs. You're gonna meet the Suns, you're gonna get swept. Let's just face it, all right? It's just that's how it's gonna be. All right. Suns are too good. I can't I can't lie there. For you though, um, what do you expect the Lakers to accomplish from now till the end of the season and hopefully in the playoffs? So even the play into, what do you think? I've always said this. Any team that has LeBron James on it, where he's playing, they're guaranteed to at least, in this case, make the play-in. So I agree with you. It's going to be at least at least the play-in. Do they get into that, you know, six range? I definitely don't think so. No. Um, so it's definitely going to be in a play-in series. But Anything past that, I don't, I don't think happens. It will not be easy, though, because they had to play New Orleans first. And then they played the loser, or if they win that, they played the loser of Denver and the Clippers right now, at least. So it's pretty tough to to beat those teams uh, twice. But again, I'm still hopeful for uh, for the best. Meanwhile, in terms of losing hope, the Warriors, the Warriors have just lost Steph Curry indefinitely because of uh, Marcus Smart's dive onto his uh, what left leg, I believe. Um, should we panic, or should Warriors fans panic right now without Steph for the meantime? They're saying. He might come back for playoffs, beginning of playoffs, who knows? But as of right now, with what 10 or so games left, should they should they, should they even panic with without him there? What do you think? Gut reaction, yes. Realistically, no. Gut reaction, yes, because it's Steph Curry. And we've seen when the those Warriors aren't when they don't have their all three of their best players on the court, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a very different team. Um obviously, like we uh, Draymond and Curry are more lethal to me than Draymond and Clay. Obviously. Um, we saw now. that, you know, in the beginning of the season, the, the, the Warriors were, you know, they had that hot start to the season. Jordan Poole yep. stepped up in place of, you know, Clay Thompson. That's it. Gary Payton, you know, turned on the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, I don't think right now it's too worrisome. I think they're like, what, second in the West? Yep. Third. So, um, they're 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 going to be top four, you know, by the time the season ends, and hopefully Curry comes back. You know, they'll have their three again. Let me ask you: Do you do you think that play by Smart was dirty <laughs> by any means, or no, not at all? Do you? No, I thought it was a basketball play. I don't think he's actually trying to do it. Yeah, you know, because like it's also Steph not really. I mean, he didn't really get out of the way. Like, he kind of like went into right. it, and then you know. But again, in terms of Steph Curry. Um, they're in trouble. I hate to say it. They are in trouble. I think for now, you know, the uh the blanket of safety or whatever is Jordan Poole, him playing outstanding. But for for right now, they might drop to third and then play Minnesota, maybe, or or what like maybe Denver. It's pretty dangerous, I think. I don't know. But in terms of like Clay, Draymond, and Steph, they haven't gotten the reps or the amount of reps that, that they would like to for this season. Granted, they are like a trio that's been there for a long time. Is that worrisome to you in terms of like they haven't really played that much together this season, like this season as it is? Does that kind of hurt their chemistry or hurt their performance going forward? I don't think so, because 
I mean, you mentioned it, you know, they've been playing together for so many years now uh, since Clay came into the league in 2012. So you're talking 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's that big of a, a challenge for them to kind of get into that rhythm. Um, I think this yep. will be good for Clay because obviously they're going to have to rely on Clay for scoring output. Um, and then I also think this is a great opportunity for someone who kind of dropped off where a lot of people are questioning that all-star, you know, starting vote in Andrew Wiggins. Still a brick. That's what I would say. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't heard or seen anything with Andrew Wiggins. So, I mean, this is his time to shine. You don't got Curry there. You know, it's time to step up. That's a good point. Yeah. I would say more so Jordan Poole. I think he, like, he has that killer more than Andrew Wiggins does. That's my, that's my opinion. That's why I'm not worried about uh, Jordan Poole too much. Because he has that, he has what I like to call heat culture in him <laughs> no way <laughs> very much a heat culture guy you know what i mean just say he's tough all right you don't gotta say heat culture <laughs> just, just say he's tough um oh, man all right so two more teams i want to discuss in the west the mavericks and the grizzlies mavs first i mean we've seen luca kind of you know take it a step further or a notch higher these past you know couple of weeks do they have a serious chance of going far in the playoffs what do you think I think ceiling for them would be second round. Mm. Getting into the second round is going to be tough. Getting past the second round, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, they're they're beating pretty good teams. And at times, they're, they're without Bullock. They're without Dinwiddie. They're without, you know, certain pieces of the puzzle. And yet, they're still finding ways to win. So, I think what it is, though, when you get into a seven-game series with one of the top-tier teams, mm-hmm. that's when it gets tough. Because they're going to figure out how to slow down Spencer Dinwiddie, who I love, by the way. I've always liked Spencer He's Dinwiddie. Good. I yeah. always wanted him to go to Miami, very much a heat culture guy. I digress. Um, <laughs> you know, you got Davis Bertans there who hasn't really shown out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a couple of guys where, like, yes, you can make the case, but I just don't think mm-hmm. roster-wise, I don't think they're deep enough to make a deep playoff run. Really? I don't know. I, I feel like they've got a nice 10-man rotation going there. Um, but in terms of Dallas in general, I think they never faced a team than the Clippers, other than the Clippers in the playoffs, right? Correct. That's been their first for the past two years. So, I mean, this year it would be who? I think it would be maybe, I think it's, if they're fourth or fifth, I think it's right now it's going to be um, Utah. There you go, Utah. So, I mean, yep. either way. I, I actually have – it's kind of giving me like the Celtics vibes a little bit. Granted, not not like that fast of a of a growth, but I think that they're like an underdog, dark horse type team for the West because now Luka is actually getting in shape, actually playing the way we expect him to play. So I think going there can carry his team to at least pass the first round. Uh, maybe conference finals? I don't know. I don't know. Can can the Warriors figure this out? Can, can Steve Kerr coach? I don't know. We'll see. Um. But like you said, like these teams in the playoffs can game plan for certain players like, you know, Luca, LeBron, Steph trying to. In this case, with John Morant, I feel like they can be beatable with, you know, a, a suitable game plan in place. Because all this time in the regular season, they've won certain games here and there. But it's just, you know, one time, one time visits a seven game series. You know, it's hard to kind of overcome that. So do you think the Memphis Grizzlies can make it far as well? Like same question for Dallas for Memphis. What do you think? I feel like Memphis 
has a higher ceiling than Dallas. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I do. I trust. You trust John more than Luca? Mm. No. But overall roster, I trust the Grizzlies roster more than I do the Mavericks. <clears throat> here's here's my here's my reasoning. I love teams. I hear this. I love teams who are overly confident but can back it up. They have that, like, where did this team get this confidence from? They're a bunch of young guys, right? Dallas is humble, by the way. All right, Dallas is humble. Right. That's you know, that's, that's fine and dandy, but, like, <laughs> I feel like they, they have to be because they can't they can't be that, like, in your face, like, you know, yeah, you know, what's up? Mm-hmm. Because they'll just get destroyed on the other, you know. <laughs> at some point, they're going to get destroyed. Whereas Memphis, they back it up. Um, I mm-hmm. love the fact that you have guys on there like Desmond Bain, um, guys like Dylan Brooks, uh, Dylan Brooks, who just don't care. I mean, Stephen Adams getting in the face of this generation's goat and, and LeBron <laughs> James and not backing down. Like th- this is, this is obviously the, the league is different now, but you heard stories about players coming into the league that were warned. Don't look at Michael Jordan's eyes, mm-hmm. you know, don't talk trash to Mike, you know, Kevin Garnett told a story about, you know, trash talking Michael Jordan. Players aren't afraid to trash talk the, this generation's greats. They're not afraid to trash talk LeBron, Steph, mm-hmm. um, you know, KD. They're not afraid to do it. Yeah. And the Grizzlies are a perfect example of that. I love the body language that this team has. I love the chemistry that this team has. I think they are deeper because of their chemistry. Um, I think they play better defense than Dallas does, which, again, defense wins championships. They're just a grittier team overall. So I like memphis's chances more than dallas that is a hot take no pun intended there but let me ask you this one last question for the for the grizzlies um is is nba fandom just you know just just too caught up in the persona of the grizzlies like 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 you said you know like they're always just you know confident they don't care who is on the other side of the of the court like it's lebron kd whoever they're gonna talk smack so like are we getting too caught up in you know, like their personality rather than like the, the actual ceiling that they have, you know, the, the, the actual performances that they're having, like, is it just too much romance at this point? If it is, then I'm all in <laughs> because they're number two in the West. Mm-hmm. They're number two right now. Actually, they have a pretty good record without jaw too. So exactly. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to number two in the West without being able to back it up. Um, we always talk about like right now, I feel like East and West is kind of even, but when you're talking about the top tier teams, you know, one through four, obviously the West is a lot tougher than the East in that regard. Yeah. So for Memphis to be number two right now, that's saying a lot. That Uh is true. That is true. I am going to say that it is slightly giving me Utah jazz vibes. We're just like regular, regular season animals. And that's it afterwards in the playoffs they might actually drop off. This is where I I differ because with the jazz, it was kind of like, okay, lockdown Mitchell, Mm lockdown Mitchell, make uh, Gobert have to come out outside the paint. But Ja, he he likes to get into the paint. He likes to score inside. You have Desmond Bain, who's an excellent three-point shooter, you know, Mm -hmm. minus the uh, three-point contest this year. Um, (laughs) Dylan Brooks, you have guys that can – Good defender, you know, launch shots. You have, you know, Triple J, who I think is going to be an X factor. 
And then obviously you have Steven Adams, who I think he's a little bit better defensively when it comes to um, yep. guarding pick and roll situations, things like that. Just a stronger body. Um, so mm-hmm. I feel like defensively, like I, I'm by, I, I, I buy their defense more than I would any of the previous Utah Jazz years. Okay. Agree or disagree there. Uh, <laughs> last Western Conference question. Is Phoenix going all the way? The pause there. <laughs> yes, winning the finals too. Oh, yeah, I don't you... know if they're going to win the finals. Mm-hmm. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to make it to the finals. They're going to okay. make it to the finals. I have them too. Okay, it's one of your. Yeah, but uh, you you mentioned a dark horse. You, you mentioned Dallas being your dark horse. I have a dark right. horse too. Wait, can I guess? You go for it. Timberwolves. Yes. <sighs> yes. We had we had me, you, and Lawrence, and during hot take, we actually had. The uh, pre-season you know, season picks for 1 through 10, I had the Timberwolves going 10. You slandered me for it. Yep. And now you have them as your dark horse? Yeah. Come on now. Come on. Got to get credit to do. I owe you and the Boston fans an apology. <laughs> All right. So why Minnesota? Um, you know what? I think one of the underrated aspects about this team is the chemistry. Um, I think mm-hmm. in past years, they kind of lacked that identity of who's leading this team. And I feel now, right now it's Cat's team, right? Carl Anthony Towns is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not backing down from anyone. He's been waiting two years to have a season like this. And I think one of the underlying factors that a lot of people don't see, you see it sometimes on social media, Anthony Edwards. He's a very vocal guy in practices, I almost say choir practice. He's a, <laughs> he's a very vocal guy in practices. Uh, he's not afraid. You know, he's, he, he kind of gives me like Jimmy Butler vibes, mm. but maybe not to the extent Jimmy Butler does it. You know, yeah. I, obviously Anthony Edwards is a little bit more playful. Um, and then you got guys like Patrick Beverly. Like, come on. Like, it's just <laughs> when you have a team that buys into what their identity is and their identity is like, we don't care who you are. I mean, uh, yeah, it pains me to say this, but they swept the season series against Miami. They have, yes. Oh, damn! I didn't know that. They Miami lost to them in Minnesota, and then a couple, a couple of days ago, Minnesota beat them in Miami. And both times, it's just like they don't, they refuse to back down. Yep, I think they have the uh, recipe for good team success. They got yeah. the big in Cat. They got the top tier talent in Anthony Edwards. They have defense in Vanderbilt, uh, McDaniel's, and in Pabell, like you said. And then, you know, they got D-Low too. So, I mean, it's a well-rounded team. Yep. Um, I think if they match up with the Grizzlies in the first round, that'd be a pretty good series. I think me. so. Yeah, that'd be a good um, one. Now, moving on to everyone's now favorite conference, because it's gotten a lot better, is the East. And now, um, I'm going to give you the floor for a little bit. Oh, oh, you got the little flag there. Okay. So no, all right, good, good moment here because I want to give you the floor for Miami Heat talk. All right, they are the first seed, so they can go first. Obviously, what about your team has impressed you over this you know stretch post All Star break? Besides their loss last night to Philadelphia, which is pretty crazy. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no Embiid, no Harden. Just saying. But yeah, go ahead. Um, so what I like most about this team, even you know pre All Star break, is the fact that. They've had so many different lineups, so many different starting lineups, so many different players inserted. They have a bunch of guys in there that you, you know, a lot of people never even heard of, like Kyle Guy, 
you know, who's Kyle Guy? And then you see him dropping, you know, like 20 something <laughs> points in a game. You're like, who, you know, who is this guy? Yep. Where does Miami find guys like this? Um, they have a bunch. What I like about them, like Haywood Highsmith, like who's ever heard of that guy? Uh, Gabe Vincent, he only got really popular during the Olympics, you know, when, when mm-hmm. Nigeria beat Team USA. But he's been on Miami for the last two years now, yeah. whether it be in the G League or 10-day contracts here or there. Mm-hmm. I What I admire most about Miami is they do it with guys who are not the LeBrons, the Kevin Durants, the Kyrie Irvings, the Luka Doncic's, the, the, the big-name yeah. guys. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lowry are probably going to be the biggest that you're going to hear coming out of Miami. But mm-hmm. when you look at their stats, Jimmy Butler is not putting up MVP numbers. Kyle Lowry is not putting up MVP numbers. The, cl- the closest people to putting up MVP numbers, you know, by any means, would be Bam and Tyler Hero, who's yep. coming off the bench, you know? Yep. So, and I'm getting frustrated. Nobody's talking about Tyler Hero for six man of the year or like most improved player. And like, I think he has it. Who else would have it? He better have it. He's averaging yeah. close to 30 a game coming <laughs> off the bench, you know? Um, Bam out of bio, I feel like he's not getting any love for defensive player of the year. But when you see what he does defensively, mm-hmm. the, the disruptiveness that he has on the court defensively, that, that's yeah. the, that's the other thing I like about Miami is their their great Caleb Martin can go off one night. True. Tyler Hero can go off another night. You know, mm-hmm. PJ Tucker doesn't do anything, but he still gets love. <laughs> Whoa! You know what I mean? Savon over there. Duncan Robinson has completely fallen off after <laughs> signing that huge contract. Screw the bag and left. Um, and then and then the, the the last piece that we don't know what's going to happen yet. Because we barely see any of it, but he's gonna ease his way into the situation. Victor Oladipo, mm-hmm. the smoothest pipes in the NBA. <laughs> that starting five is crazy, though. You got Kyle Lowry, Oladipo, Jimmy Tucker, and then Bam. I mean, that's just that's a pretty good starting five to me. Yeah. But here's what I'll say though: they got a lot of they got a lot of attention in the first half of the season, and then after the All Star break, it's kind of like you know, kind of been downhill from there not in terms of like a media standpoint downhill from there less buzz on the team because they're doing so well just like yeah they're just going to be immediately in the playoffs but like you said though like they're not one person dependent it's all a team effort literally team effort where everyone's shipping in everyone's doing the gritty work but at the same time i think that it's going to be dependent on jimmy's health because he's kind of been here and there healthy then some, I think it was a back issue or ankle issue at one point. And it's just like back and forth with just healthy, not healthy. For you, is that a concern going to the playoffs when your best player is on the floor, you know, if, you know, hypothetically speaking, not on the floor for some of the games? You know, if it's like a game or two, I'm not overly concerned. Um, you guys, you have guys like Tyler Hero, which I know a lot of people on the outside looking in, you're like, I don't want to have to rely on Tyler Hero. But <laughs> The man gets buckets like he he's just zero fear whatsoever. Yep. We used to say on the, the you know the, the other podcast like guys the buffalo balls like <laughs> no fear whatsoever. <laughs> um obviously like you want Jimmy Butler on the floor but if Victor Oladipo could play at a level that he used to at a you know in previous years yep. they kind of have similar playing styles where like I feel like he could kind of fill a void for a game or two. But if it's a whole series, you know, Miami is definitely going to be in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, that's just one of those things where, you know, the thing with Miami, right, is like they never they didn't get into the one seed until after postseason or like just before the all star break, rather. That's right. Yep. Um, so for them to be at, at this position for as long as they've had personally, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. Will they end there? I don't think so. What bothers me about Miami is they beat good teams, but they lose to bad teams. <laughs> and that worries me. Why is that so bad? Because if, so you, bad? if you're the one seed and you're playing an eighth seed, like what level, you know, right now the eighth seed well, is, eighth seed is Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> wait, wait, you know wait, what I mean? Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's like an ordinary eighth seed right there. That's, that's yeah, not a Brooklyn, valid, valid. But like, let's say Brooklyn moves up. Now you're going to be playing like Toronto, who can, you know, they can be kind of a a firecracker, you know, in a play-in series or, you know, in a playoff yeah. series. Um, let's say, for example, just for argument's sake, the Nets are the eighth seed, and they face Miami in the first round. You think they? You think that Miami wins that that the first round? <sighs> is is Ben Simmons playing or not playing? Let's say he's not playing because it's herniated disc. Let's say he's not playing. <laughs> it's even a, harder now. It's a harder after it's other. I give a slight edge to Miami, only because uh, two things. I think their roster is deeper than than. Um, Brooklyn's. Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and two, you're not going to have Kyrie for home games. <laughs> so That's there's true. That. Actually. <laughs> there's that. Okay, good point. I do think Miami goes far too. I mean, they have the they have the firepower to do it. I think they're going to be okay. Here, here's well, my hot take, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't think they make it to the finals. No, because because they, they have to pass either Milwaukee or Brooklyn at some point. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can be. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not even worried about the Sixers. I don't. I think. I think Miami can handle the Sixers. I know they lost last night, but that proves my point all the more. They lose to bad teams. There was no Harden. <laughs> there was no Embiid. So, and they yeah. had the game up until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, in the final minutes. Yeah. Whereas if Embiid, you know, the last time they played, Embiid played, and they they destroyed the the Sixers. Um, See, but I, I think that's why because since they're a bad team, it's like, oh, like I'm not taking that seriously. Like this is like a yeah, the normal regular game. I'm not gonna, you know. But when it's time for like a playoff game or like a serious like game where you're facing like the stars, then yeah, they're gonna go all in. You know who scares me the most though, right? Who for any team to face has got to be Boston. <laughs> Man, those, okay. those guys are scary. Those guys are so are scary. scary. <laughs> like defensively, like like I don't like if you look at their last few games, how mm-hmm. many games are won by double digits? I think mostly all of them. Yeah. They played Golden State, OKC. I forget who else, but yeah, double digits. Denver, uh, leads. Denver. You know, they yeah. almost beat. You know, if, if KD didn't pop mm-hmm. off for fifty something points, you know, they beat Brooklyn. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but although the the one gripe about Boston is that they don't have that knockdown shooting per se. Other than who Grant Williams, maybe like that's really it. Like, do you think that Boston goes far? Like, goes even to the conference finals? What do you think? I think they can make it to the conference finals. Honestly. I think they can make it to the conference finals. Uh, right now, they're in fourth. They can move easily up into third, maybe even second, because I feel like Philly's going to drop off. I think mm-hmm. they have one of the tougher schedules and you know remaining in the league. Yeah, Boston can easily make it to two three, and if they make it to two three, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that team is just scary. So you got Daniel yep. Ties, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. Derek White, Marcus Smart, who all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Is like one of the best point guards. Like, 
Isn't it crazy how like at first we like standard their we like made fun of the, the Celtics in the beginning yeah. of the season, and now they're actually like formidable and even like championship but, level. But to, to to you know, in our defense, this was prior to the trade when we were making fun of them. That roster that they had to start the season, tell me not. Like there was no way. Yeah. But they're nah, what they are now. I don't think they could be this if it weren't for that Derek White, Al Horford, you know, anti trade. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think, I mean, maybe it's me like thinking about last year, but I think that Milwaukee and Brooklyn are, is like the matchup to, 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 to see before the finals. I don't know. That's just me. I, I agree. The Bucks are still the champions. I agree. And, and the Nets have KD and Kyrie for, you know, uh, away games. So I think that it's a tough out for anyone who faces them in the first, second round. You know, this is, that's my opinion. Who, who do you have going to the finals for the East? <sighs> the Bucks. <laughs> and I say that with like complete, complete, like just reluctance. Okay. Like I, I can very well see a finals rematch this year. Uh, it, it's possible. It's possible. My, my, you know, initial reaction to that question is Bucks Suns finals rematch. Right. But like a, a, a big part of me is, is thinking like Brooklyn could very well make it to, to the NBA finals. Yeah. If they're playing, you know, as well as they are with just KD and Kyrie, and who knows, you know, if they get if they get um, Ben Simmons involved, that's just, you know, the cherry on top. They, they don't need him to do anything. And he plays the five, even? Yeah. I'm saying. Pick and roll, pick and roll with Ben Simmons is going to be nasty. Like, how do you defend <laughs> that? Either he's going to dunk on you or he's going to pass it out to Seth Curry. Like Exactly. And then going back to Boston real quick, right? If Tatum's off, what happens to the team? Honestly, like, will they still win those games? You would need like a heroic effort from Jalen Brown. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like, but like how often are you going to get that? I don't know. Tatum is quite streaky sometimes. Yes, I don't know. So I mean, it's it's very much uh, anti Miami, where it's like they're dependent on Tatum to do well almost every game. Right. Same with the Nets too. The Nets need KD. Every, you know, each game KD has to go off for them to win. Yeah, but. In terms of a team that doesn't do that, Philly. Philly's got Embiid and Harden. They got Maxi coming up too. Tobias Harris is kind of just staying there. You know, do you think Philly can make it far or even to the finals? I mean, yes, we are we are both anti-Philly, you know, NBA fans, but either way, do you think that they have a chance at all? Here's my here's my take with with Philly. I love Joel Embiid. You know, everything KD is saying about Joel Embiid, I back like 100% Joel Embiid is a force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. but the team as a whole I don't not even for a moment do I think they can make it to the NBA finals not even so it's like, more of a depth thing than, than anything else I think it's obviously every single year we have the same questions can Joel Embiid play four quarters can he last four quarters in a seven game series this year has been playing them. games, though. This year has been pretty good with, with He's playing He's been really good, but we yeah. haven't seen – you know how it is in the playoffs. It's a whole other level in the playoffs. You know, with where, with where they are right now, right? Let's say – I think they're in second right now. That means they would have to play – Toronto. Toronto. If they drop to third, they're going to have to play Cleveland. If they have to play Cleveland, I think Cleveland kind of – with the things that they have <laughs> – no, like I know, I know. You just called crazy. them a bum team in the beginning of the show. You at least no, said that they were a bum team. No, no, no. I didn't say they were bum. I just said they dropped off since <laughs> the beginning of the season. But here's the thing with 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 Cleveland, they have pieces that I think will give Philly a hard time. 
Defensively, yeah. like Cleveland is like they're they're all right. They're pretty solid. I think they move a lot faster than the Sixers. The Sixers are notoriously that's a true. slow team. That's true. You know, like that's how who was it? Someone recently just it was like, KD. It was KD. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it was KD. All they did was run on, was run on them. <laughs> dang, dang and then, it back. Like, look, look at James Harden. Like, this is the thing. This all here's the whole thing with James Harden. Just like Joel Embiid, you know, we don't know if he can last four quarters. James Harden, is he going to disappear in the playoffs? Just like he always does. Yeah. You know, when the pressure's on and the lights are bright, you know, where's James Harden going to be at? If he's not knocking down shots, now all of a sudden it's like it's all on yeah. Joel Embiid again. So now he's going to gas himself out. Who are you going to rely on? Tobias Harris, you're gonna rely Harris on Maxi, bro. Come you're, on, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna you're gonna rely <laughs> on on Danny Green, <laughs> George Niang, <laughs> George Niang. not even playing anymore. Tyrese Maxi, like, yeah, he's a great player, you know, great young talent, but I don't think he's been anywhere near, you know, a high stakes game like, you know, what it is in the playoffs. Yep, I I, I don't. No, again, nothing against Joel Embiid. I'm a huge fan of Joel Embiid. I would love for him to come play for Miami. Is he a heat culture guy? Or uh <laughs> He's a heat culture guy. He got that that uh brotherhood with uh Jimmy Butler. Uh, bro, but, he's the he's the process guy. Come on now. Yeah, come on. I, I don't trust the 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 surrounding cast. That's that's my thing with Philly. Mm. If you All can't right. defend and you can't run, I don't I no, it's not gonna happen. I agree. I mean, at this point, like I, I hate to crown Brooklyn as like the, you know, like first choice, but they're kind of looking like that, to be honest. Now that they, they've got, you know, Seth Curry from Philly and Drummond from Philly, it's like they got better after that trade. So, again, let me see. add this too with Brooklyn. Don't don't sleep on the veteran. Don't say Patty you know, Mills. Wisdom. Don't say Patty Mills. Okay, okay, okay. I don't see that. Okay. The veteran veteran wisdom of Goran Dragic come playoff time. If he's healthy, yes. You know, former yes. Heat guy <laughs> bringing the culture to Brooklyn. <laughs> they are. They, I mean, they are winning home games with him. So yeah, that's exactly. Good. Um, one oh, couple last things here. The Bulls. They had a good start to the season. Now they're they're like an afterthought. You know, DeMar DeRozan's kind of been sliding off there with his performance. Um, they are getting, you know, Lonzo back, Caruso back, Patrick Williams back. I mean, now that they're kind of getting their full roster back, do you think that's going to be enough to win, I guess, the first round against, I guess, would be Cleveland if they or no, no, I think the Bucks actually. Bucks. The Bucks. <laughs> what do you think about Chicago's chances from here? I don't know. Right now, they would be playing Boston. Hmm. So let, let me start off by saying this about Chicago. Mm -hmm. Earlier, I apologized to the, the Boston fans and I apologize to you for your, you know, Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Take. Yep. Yep. I think you owe me an apology for my Bulls take <laughs> because I think you had the Bulls as high as like three or four. Well, they know. All right. They're all right. They're fifth. Sure. They're one fifth. under one under my prediction. I had them. I had them at like the five to seven range and I got flamed for it. <laughs> Like, are you kidding? And I'm like, I'm telling you, you know, we I, I said the same thing about Brooklyn last year, where they have to go through okay, you know, the, the bumps in the road, if you will, and they they're experiencing it now with the injuries, you know, the key players going out, key players coming back. They had mm -hmm. COVID stuff early on. Yeah. So um, you know, definitely all right. Let me say this. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry for uh flaming your bulls take. I'm one off what I predicted. Oh shoot. 
But I think I think that they are a fluke. Um, they will get bounced first round. That's what I think. But they're like two and thirteen against you know five hundred or, or better teams. I think something like that. Yep. It's like they beat up on the bad teams. They lose to the good teams. Yep. Like Which is worrying the Lakers when it comes to playoffs. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And you face Boston or, or Milwaukee in the first round. It's like yeah, I don't yeah. know about that. It's tough. Yeah. Um, real quick. Uh, last thing for the East. Um, do you think Atlanta makes it into the playoffs? Because right now it's seven and eight Brooklyn and Toronto. I'm sorry, Toronto and Brooklyn. Nine, ten, it's what Charlotte and Hops. Atlanta. Yep. So do you think that that they make the playoffs at all? <laughs> Given Toronto and Brooklyn are seven and eight. So you're not asking play, and you're asking playoff. Yeah, like do do they win the eight seed essentially? No. Okay. No. Dang. Poor no, sorry, Young. Lawrence, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why, man. Lawrence is gonna hear this and be like, "Man, <laughs> you're wrong about that." <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't see. I don't know what it is. I mean, they. It's just different. Atlanta and New York. They don't have that same charisma they had last year. That I, you I know, know, way they carried themselves, the confidence they had. I yeah. want to see Trey Young succeed. Like I wanna. I want the villain to come back, but he is meant for the playoffs. Like his his persona and his performance. Yeah, exactly. But with with Cleveland, with Boston, with Toronto being there in the in the standings, it's it's hard to have New York and Atlanta back in the playoffs. So it it makes sense. So again, just to round it off, you have Phoenix and you have who else in the in the finals from the East? What's your uh, finals matchup uh, prediction here? (laughs) Okay, so. You know what? I will. I am not surprised if you don't go Miami. All right, just it's okay. Oh no, it's definitely not Miami. It's it's a tie <laughs> between Bucks Nets. That's 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 where my dilemma is. Is it going to be Bucks or Nets? You know, um, right now, gut check. You know, this is what I love about podcasting. You can change your mind all the time. Right now, it's got to be. It's going to be Bucks Suns. Bucks and Suns. Bucks Suns. Do wait. Do you foresee Brooklyn? kind of running into problems during the playoff run? Like, like if they're, you know, if they're the eighth seed, do you see them playing Heat or do you see them playing the Bucks or like like any problems that you might expect out of that team moving forward besides the whole Kyrie situation? Like anything else in that? As long as you have KD and Kyrie, they're going to win, in my honest opinion. Yeah. I will say this. I will say this. If they get Ben Simmons miraculously to play in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I have Suns Nets finals. So if Ben is there, you're going Nets in the finals. That's possible. Defense, man. Defense wins championships. That is true. That is true. Although it's funny because last year when we had James Harden on the team, like we were saying that they're not gonna make the finals. It's crazy. No, yeah. But now we have Ben on the team, and it's like, oh yeah, they're going to the finals. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's because the fit is better. The fit is better. It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's there's things that Ben brings to the table that James couldn't. And I think that benefits Ben more. He's in a situation where he it's not like Philly, where like mm-hmm. weight is on him. He he has the easiest situation to be in right now. Everybody was worried he was going to Brooklyn, which is like a big market team. But I'm like, yeah. you can pass a KD, Kyrie, Seth. It doesn't matter. You don't have mm-hmm. to be the, the number two guy, you know. Also a very very underrated part of that team is Bruce Brown. Like oh, watching always. watching the games, like he's like cutting, he's rebounding on the offensive end. Like he's moving. doing all of the dirty work for, for that yeah. team. So one last question for you. Who is going to guard Giannis? 
if it's if it's Brooklyn, anybody, literally, because think about it, right? The the Bucks are like not the favorite favorite for the East to come, you know, come out of the East, right? But last year was the same problems this year. Who is going to guard Giannis? Whether the Nets, whether the Sixers, whether the the Celtics, like literally, who's going to guard Giannis? Obviously, you can't you can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them. If it's Miami, you're going to have uh, the trio of Bam, PJ Tucker, Dwayne Dedman. That's like a gauntlet right in itself. Thirty-eight year old Dwayne Dedman guarding Giannis. The garbage man, man is no joke, man. He is no joke. <laughs> garbage have you, man. Have you seen what that? is this? That's his nickname. That's, that's what they call him. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they call him. No, have, you seen, have you seen Omar Yurtsevin? Yes. From Miami. But that's if you that's if they play him though, because no, he's, he's good. But but this goes to show like how important Dwayne Dedman is to them because when Dwayne was out. He was Omar Yurtsevin, who was having like what it was like nine consecutive games with a double double. Right. But when Dwayne came back, Dwayne got those minutes back, and that's why you don't see Omar as much. That just goes okay. to show defensively how much they rely on Dwayne Dedman. I'd I'd play Yurtsevin over Dedman though in the playoffs. That's just me. I think it's, it all depends on the matchup. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going, if I need defense, I'm going Dwayne Dedman. <laughs> if I'm looking for someone that has slowed down Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's going to be yeah. Dwayne Dedman, PJ Tucker, Bam Adebayo. So, so since Miami is first seed and Milwaukee is four, right, fourth, they probably see each other in the second round, I'm assuming. So you're going to expect Dwayne Dedman to <laughs> try to slow down Giannis. Okay, yeah. That, that sounds right. That sounds, yeah. Slow yeah, down, yeah. not stop. Slow down. <laughs> PJ Tucker, for sure. I mean, you know, PJ was on the team last year. I know he, I'm sure he knows some tricks on yeah. you know, how to get in front of or stay in front of uh, – mm-hmm front of them but if it's brooklyn you gotta hope that ben you you have to hope and pray ben is there ben could i think ben could actually do a good job that's what i'm saying like he you gotta hope he's there because outside of ben i don't think kd kd could probably try to slow him down Mm -hmm. i don't trust in bruce brown i don't trust in you know Paxton. maybe maybe a little bit maybe like a series here or there from andre drummond no, he's you know, not. he gets that juice again. He's going to get cooked medium rare once uh, he sees Giannis <laughs> in the paint. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> before we go, um, I have to ask you, since it's, you know, during that time, who wins MVP? Last question. Who wins it? And why is it LeBron? Wait, the last part? <laughs> and why is it LeBron? <laughs> LeBron? Uh, who wins? I gotta go. I gotta go. Jokic. Um, I know there's there's a lot of arguments for Joel Embiid, but when you look at the pieces that Joel Embiid has that James Harden. Jokic has not, you kind of have to give the edge to to Nikola Jokic. Uh, mm-hmm. What he's doing there in Denver is nothing short of spectacular. Uh, the way he's able to to lead that team, put up the crazy numbers that he's putting up. I mean, come yeah. on, it's got to be up there. Um, I just hate how the media kind of doesn't really give Jokic the attention that he deserves. Right. Because he's very, like, off to himself, not on social media. He's just playing, hooping, and that's it. He goes home to his family, I'm assuming, and just waits for the next day to go to practice or something. You know, it's just like, but, you know, Embiid's a clown sometimes. He's like, right, right, you know, he's just got that personality to him. Giannis, too. But Jokic, I think, will win it, too. Who who do you have? Jokic, for sure. So it's interesting that you brought this up, because we talked about this on, uh, on, on the other podcast where one of the names that's not getting any love right now, it has to be Giannis. He's putting up numbers that, aside from points, which is just like a, a like, you know, a couple tenths, like less mm-hmm. than, 
um, Joel Embiid. Yeah. He's out rebounding and has more assists per game than Joel Embiid. Yeah, it's Jokic and Joel Embiid. You don't hear anything about Giannis. So I think that's interesting. I think it's probably voter burnout. Like just every oh, year, sure. every year it's Giannis, Giannis, Giannis. It's like, yeah, we got to stop. For sure. <laughs> but like, at one point, is it going to be like, okay, this is getting kind of ridiculous right now? Like, it's, it's got you got to have him in the conversation. I mean, I think right now, correct me if I'm wrong. The top three in the scoring, you know, scoring leaders is Joel Embiid, Giannis, and LeBron. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, LeBron is first, though. Making sure. Yeah, LeBron sure. is first. Yeah. Got that right. <laughs> um, do you think LeBron wins the scoring title this year? I mean, there's about 10 games left. It's going to, going to come down to the I think, I think he has the best chance to do so out of any of the others. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Lakers rely so heavily on LeBron. Yeah. And he's playing at a at a level right now where it's like any any his three-point shots, anything he throws up, I'm like, oh, that's going in. Mm-hmm. That's going in. But he's not a scorer. Am I right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Go behavior in that Rockets but, game, but it when he doesn't have a shot, it, doesn't have a jump he shot, he had a wide open layup and he kicks it out to Carmelo Anthony. There was help coming, there was help coming, <laughs> and uh, he might have been blocked from the back. Kobe and MJ would have dunked it on whoever was there. <laughs> I will say that was quite questionable to be, you know, to be honest, but all right, anyways, we've, we've gotten around the NBA, we've you know, we kind of explain the playoffs and how and how it's going to hopefully turn out to be. I think uh, we're pretty on on track for a Suns and Bucks finals. But if that changes from now till then, we'll uh, come back. You know, talk about it some more, and then that'll be all. Yes, sir. Guia, thank you again for coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun. It's like old times again. Thanks I'm for sure, this me. won't be the only time. You know, we'll run it back a couple times, and you know, of course, sure. have you on as a correspondent. I would say. Okay. Um, any last words for? Uh, for my audience this time. This is kind of weird. I'm doing like your thing here. I'm doing your whole spiel here. <laughs> you want to plug anything? Like, 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 you know, go ahead. Um, Honestly, not, not nothing too much to plug right now. Uh, just mm. March Madness, men and women's. Women's is crazy right now. How's your record doing? Is it is it busted? I'm mine is still going, actually. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's Stop not. it. Stop <laughs> nobody, had, nobody had St. Peter's there winning the uh, that first game. <laughs> Jersey represent... They would have them winning in the bracket. All right. Well, that is it for uh, this week. We'll see you guys next week for episode nine.